I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hey everybody and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the fangirl radio show i'm your host jessica dwyer and with me as always is my lovely and talented and beautiful co-host mr eric smith hello don't hate me because i'm beautiful and talented. <laughs> your long flowing hair um, oh that just that hurts <laughs> So uh, this episode is going to be a really just a recap of things because we did not record last week, but this week we have a ton of premieres to talk about. All kinds of television series have started and returned, and many of them are comic book related as, as it seems like that is just taking over. Um, we have a lot of Week in Geek to go through, and a big announcement in the world of Doctor Who that we should talk about because... Oops. Doctor Who Ooh. on first. <laughs> yes. Um, but before that, we're going to go our Week in Geek to go over some news items. And the first one I have to talk about just because it was almost a mean joke. It was a mean joke, which is, is a Bogota dead yet? And sadly, 2016, which has really turned into a year of death and demise, finally, finally did it. Abe Vigoda passed away at 94 a couple of days ago. So the website, there actually was one, is Abe Vigoda Dead finally changed its answer to yes. Well, I think it's uh, appropriate and geeky to say so long and thanks for all the fish. Mark Mir made that joke on Facebook. <laughs> you stole Mark's joke. <laughs> Mark is not my friend on Facebook. I did oh, not see that joke. Oh, you need to be Mark's friend. Everyone should be Mark's friend. Um, yes, it's very sad. And I had no idea um, because, first of all, he looked old in this. Um, he he was in an episode of Dark Shadows mm -hmm. way back. And then um, uh, my, my thing with Ava Vigoda, my sister had a crush on him when we were growing up. Um, when he was on Barney Miller, she had a crush on Abe Vigoda. My sister and I have the weirdest taste in men. Um, but the thing with Abe Vigoda, I always wished and prayed that he would play Boris Karloff in a biopic. And it never... I see that. God, he looks just like him. He looks just like him. The eyebrows and the face, the whole mm -hmm. thing. And it never happened. I was very bummed about that. I don't think he ever even did a, uh, uh, any kind of horror film, did he? Except for Dark Shadows. Not um, that I'm aware of. But uh, I, I wanted to make sure we, we talked about that a little bit. Because, I mean, he was, 
his own legend. He was still working up until because he did that Betty White Snickers commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Abe Vigoda finally um, finally passed away at 94. He lived a very long life. That's yes, and he, he died in his sleep. So you can't ask for more than that. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of the old joke. What was? I want to die like my grandfather in my sleep, not screaming like his passengers. <laughs> that's that's funny. <laughs> um, so to um, into the weekend geek we go, and one of my favorite movies of last year is getting a sequel. Um, but we don't know when that's another gonna... chipmunk sequel. I will kill you where you stand. <laughs> that is dick punching the fence. Um, so <laughs> what we do in the shadows, if you have not seen it yet, you really, really need to fix that because it's probably one of the best. I actually made my top five horror movies and uh of the year too. Uh it's just fantastic. And it's done, um, it was done by, and I never can say his name right. He's got a very, t- I'm going to say it wrong because that's what I do. Um, Takiki Willicky, is that how you pronounce that? Ain't no one me. I know, it's really hard to say his last name. But anyway, he is actually uh, directing Thor Ragnarok, believe All it or right. not. And uh, so, uh, Takiki what way a TD? I I give up. Okay. So anyway, this he plays one of the leads in it too. He plays Viago in in What We Do in the Shadows. And one of the best parts of the movie was the fact that the werewolves and the vampires meet. And you know, of course, they don't like each other. And um, if you ever watch Flight of the Concords, you'll recognize, of course, Jemaine Clement who plays another vampire in the movie, but also is Rice Darby, who plays the leader of the werewolves in the movie. And the, that scene is fantastic. And they do the line, of course, we're, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. So the, the title of the sequel to What We Do in the Shadows is going to be called Werewolves. As in, we are wolves. Yes. We are wolves. Um, who knows when we're going to get it? Because, like I said, he is going to be filming Thor Ragnarok. And that's going to be a big job. Because that's going to have a lot of Hulk in it, too. So that means there's going to be a lot of CG, of course. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I actually kind of got into a little bit of a Twitter um, a Twitter debate about that. Because uh, a girl was... Uh, tweeted at him um, that, you know, please make sure that you keep the the amount of humor uh, under the radar on this because it's supposed to be a serious story. And he he said he's going to, he's like, okay, I think I can handle that. And my (laughs) response was, if this guy can make a movie like what we do in the shadows, that's pretty, I mean, it's a comedy, but there's a lot of you know it's got its share of scary stuff and it's a got a lot of drama in it too and one of the most like tragic love story thing going on in there it's such a neat movie that i don't think you're gonna have a problem with him directing thor ragnarok so documentary about life in asgard (laughs) what's it like to be we god As guards go, I don't know what you would call it, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm really excited about the fact they're giving they're giving the werewolves their own movie, so I'm very happy. 
Uh, and we'll, we're going to be talking about Rice Darby coming up later on because there's something happening with him that I'm, I nearly died finding out and screaming a little bit. Anyway, um, so moving on to another big budget um, comic book movie that we've already talked quite a bit about on this show and not not happily is um, Batman versus Superman. I talk about it happily. Really? As in, like you're not dying inside? Are you excited about this film, Eric? I actually am. <sighs> I am such a, an optimistic person. Uh, Everyone who knows me knows it's, that. It's, it's a lie. It's all a lie. <laughs> so um, some something leaked, I guess it leaked, that um, I, I, I'm assuming this is real. Because you know you need more villains. You always... Well, I just saw I just saw a headline that said it was confirmed, but I don't know if that was. I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. I'm pretty sure this is going to be the case. But what it is is surprise. Darkseid is going to play some part in Batman v Superman. Well, in the wasn't it the very first trailer where they had the things that looked like parademons? So that sort of said to me okay dark side but i don't know i mean the, i don't remember seeing anything that made me think about those being in there well that's oh wait 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 yeah okay in, the, in and i don't know spoilers the the nightmare scene well i think um and that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking that if dark side's in it it's going to be in the nightmare well, they 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 release this artwork. It looks like Batman standing in front of his symbol, and it just to me is like they're really if they're already applying this in there, they're really really ripping off Marvel, you know? Because yeah, I, I, seriously, you're uh, I just it's, it's uh, just them throwing in Thanos, yeah, their version of Thanos, um. It, uh, I, I, I am a little bit nervous with everything they're throwing into it. Um, uh, as always, I like Man of Steel. I love Ben Affleck as Batman. I think that's a great choice. Everything I've seen of Batman, I think, looks great. Uh, Wonder Woman looks fantastic. But it does feel like they're throwing way too much into this. No, I mean, for the first movie to, to cram all of that in, you know, even if he's not even shown in the film, you're still cramming stuff in there. Right. And it took Marvel how many movies to even get to. Thanos didn't even get actually mentioned until Avengers. Right. But, well, I think no matter what DC does, they're always going to be compared to what Marvel has done. And, but yeah, if they. But you know, if they at least did a, a movies to lead up to it, they, but if they did, then they'd be accused of just they're they're copying Marvel. That's, they're going to get accused of that. They're trying to do something different, whether or not it works. We don't know yet. Um, yeah. I would have liked to have seen some solo movies or yeah. I mean, how long, how many, many, many years have people been waiting to see, live-action Batman and Superman teamed up. Right. This is fantastic, but they don't have to throw all this stuff in there. No, and it's, to me, it's it's just going to 
you adding more characters just dilutes everything else because you, you can't juggle that well that's the problem i've had i've had with so many of these movies um going back to the earliest ones you know uh the x-men movies the original three x-men movies are not my favorites um the early batman well of course the schumacher batmans are batman movies are horrible but it, they tried to throw so much in there into both of those and then spider-man 3 oh god is just horrible oh. um you don't need all that and they don't seem to understand that some someone somewhere doesn't understand that you don't need everything in your movie. No, i mean look at the 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 prime example would be tim burton's original batman that movie had one bad guy mm -hmm. one yep and he was fantastic well <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Jack Nicholson's Joker. You're not going to, you're not going to, I love them as the Joker. I am not a Jack Nicholson fan because I think he's just Jack Nicholson in everything. But you know what? That was perfect for that movie because that's what, that he is the Joker. He was born to play him. And, and to me, it's, it's a Joker movie. It's not even, yeah. And to I'm, me, it's not a Batman movie. It's a Joker movie. But, um, I, the one movie that did it really well with multiple bad guys was the Dark Knight Returns. Or <sighs> Dark Knight Rises. Dar not, not, well, not Dark Knight, not Rises, but the Dark Knight. The Dark. Oh, you're talking about the animated. Yeah, yeah, I love that oh, movie, and I love, but also the one with Heath Ledger as the Joker, and you had Two Face oh, in the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight also did it perfectly. That yes. was that was perfect and tragic and awesome and well written. And you had one of the greatest performances by Heath Ledger. Exactly. You had one of the greatest looking villains with Two Face. Yeah, Aaron he looked He looked awesome. Yeah. As Two Face. And yeah, CGI and whatever. But, but it worked. Looked like Two Face, not like that Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, the, the pink, the pink. Booger face, pink booger face. I don't even know what you want to yes. call that. Hamburger head. So yeah, um, so that's happening. We'll see. I mean, I I have no hope for for that movie. I'll go in there with the I, lowest expectations I'm gonna have. I try to have no expectations when I go to see a movie. I tr I, I don't ever want a movie to. Well, I shouldn't say. That. I was gonna say I don't ever want a movie to fail, but then I immediately thought of Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> And on occasion, I do want a movie to fail, That's but uh, um, I don't want it to fail. I want it to be good. Yeah. But yeah, they do seem to be throwing way too much into it. It's just too much. Um, so one thing that happened over the last few days that just took off like wildfire because the pain is still fresh um, was the announcement of, that came out that, um, and I, I still don't know where it came from, where it got leaked or where somebody was talking about this, but a reboot of Labyrinth. <laughs> and boy, that did not set well at all for anybody to the point that the girl that um, it was, is the writer of the, of the new movie that they, that was pegged as the one that was going to be writing it. Mm -hmm. 
hopped on Twitter and immediately was like, "There, no one's rebooting anything, you know." And she's also, by the way, she co-wrote um, Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel. She's mm-hmm. the screenwriter for that, so she's got ties, of course, to Disney, and um, they now own the Henson Group and uh, the Jim mm-hmm. Henson Company. Um, but uh, she's like, I immediately wanted everyone to know, you know, this is something we were talking about t- uh, two years ago doing and it's not a reboot that's completely bogus so i'm assuming that it's going to be based on um i actually own them there are a couple of mangas that were released where toby returns to the labyrinth full grown and well after her heroin addiction (laughs) jennifer Connolly character escapes (laughs) into the lab by the way he's talking about (laughs) a movie that Connolly did that she's notoriously more well known for, I think, than Labyrinth, actually. Um, Rocketeer. Yeah, yeah, that heroin scene in the Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, no, Requiem for a Dream. Um, but uh, it's it's. I feel bad for Nicole Perlman because she's like, this is clickbait. Stop. You know, and so it would be, I think, something that would be a continuation. But I don't know how you would do it without David Bowie. I, I don't Goblin know. King Jr. Well, that's what someone said is that it would be some. Yeah, I would assume that they would or, want Toby to come back and become the Goblin King. That's exactly what I was about to say. And that's kind of what I think, if I remember correctly, the mangas were sort of like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, still, still a bummer and sad that that immediately took off and and just bad timing. For people to talk about that um so here's something interesting that i just actually discovered today um there is a new series on sky the sky network over in the uk and for the first time stan lee has a live action uk police drama slash heroes show Okay. It's called Stan Lee's Lucky Man, and it stars one of my favorite actors from over there, James Nesbitt. And it's it's funny. They call it Stan Lee's Lucky Man. And if you go in and look at read up on, on the show, in reality, Stan Lee wrote like a one-page idea. Mm-hmm. And then they took and, and he handed it off, and they made this series around his idea. And he even says... They went back to England to do the work. I stayed here in LA and took the credit. So it's it's the it's like the way James Patterson writes books now. Yeah, kind of probably like um, the, the you know the guy that does good goosebumps does because there's no way that guy writes all of those. God, I remember when uh, when I was in school and, and Goosebumps and Fear Street. R.L. Stein, by the way, is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, took me a second to click that in but he uh he had like eight books coming out a month and i'm I'm like there is no freaking way this guy's writing i i could i'm talking down my ass but it's it's crazy so yeah basically stanley said here here's an idea wrote down two paragraphs gave it off and he gets his name above the the show Nice. Yeah, it's a good well, job. Who's going to complain about having Stan Lee's name on? I show? know, God, the guy's like ninety-three years old or something, and you can't. That's going to sell it. That's that's it. That's where you get to that point where all you have to do is have their name on it, and it sells. So it's a new series, and James Nesbitt plays a cop in in it, and um, 
so it's some it's oddly a pr- police procedural show and he spends the night with this woman and ends up getting this charm this bracelet on his wrist that gives him super super luck but the problem is his luck has to be balanced so when he gets something super good that happens to him something equally bad that happens to someone else i have no problem with that yeah it's an interesting concept so i kind of want to i kind of want to watch it i've watched the trailer as long as i have the good luck i don't care about it well it's sort of like with um you remember um uh pushing daisies he brings somebody back from the dead and someone else has to die again (laughs) you're fine with that (laughs) if the bad part doesn't happen to me (laughs) um so another show another bit of tv news that um just got announced actually a couple days ago and i find this funny because they they're already in trouble with parent organizations about lucifer which we'll be talking about later mm-hmm. um the Fo- fox is wanting to jump on the satan bandwagon again kind of following suit with a and e and their damien series they want to make a series. They've actually asked for a pilot for The Exorcist. Yeah, I saw something about that. How do you make that a series? Well, it is called The Exorcist. So you simply follow the priest around as he goes to different, investigates different alleged possessions. I would assume it's something like that. Well, they're saying that what they described it is a modern reinvention, which always scares me, Hmm. a psychological thriller following two very different men battling the demonic possession of this young girl, singular. Okay. Well, it could be like, uh, what was Rosemary's Baby? Yeah, how many well, episodes, that only, how many hours that, was that? That was only a twofer. That was only mm-hmm. a two-part thing with Zoe, what's her name? Saldana. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think they're really kind of like pushing the beast on this one because they are already in, in deep do with the entire Lucifer series. So I can only imagine what's going to happen if they do an exorcist series. <laughs> they're gonna package them together that gonna well, be like that spend the night with satan here on fox <laughs> you know i just uh, you know this goes back to the the whole labyrinth thing where's the originality well and there isn't any i mean damien is a continuation at least you mm-hmm. know that's and that's fine and and the concept they have going on that they've got a showrunner that i trust in that one um with um the guy from The Walking Dead, who did some of the best parts, best seasons of The Walking Dead. Um, and then they got a good crew with it, with uh, uh, Barbara Hershey and Scott Wilson and those guys. Hmm. And it's a continuation directly from the first Omen. And mm-hmm. I think the second, maybe too. But everything else they've washed away. They don't have anything to do with any of that stuff, like the final conflict or anything. No of that. Sam Neill? No Sam Neill. Makes me sad. I liked him as as Damien, but um, yeah. I, I you know I watched that when I was ten with him. I think I was ten. I'm that's why I'm so screwed up. I mean, my mom let me watch <laughs> everything, and I should not have. Oh my god. So anyway, uh, I find it funny though with uh the the Damien series happening on A and E that they want to do an Exorcist series for Fox. I think that's funny. 
because you got a copy. Well, and, and the theme with The Exorcist, though, the, the stuff that stuck with you, and it's interesting, too, because there's, like, these releases now. If you go, you can go find the, the really, really messed up score for that they were originally going to use, that they mm-hmm. didn't use, that, well, really, it's really off-putting. Um, and then the uh, they have a trailer that they've released now that actually made people vomit. Nice. That I won't watch. I'm not watching the trailer because <laughs> The Exorcist has already jacked me up bad enough that I'm not watching anything with that. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's interesting to me that they're going that route. It's Fox too, you know. You you do realize this is the same company that's owned by Fox News. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. Jesus. Um, so the big, big news, though, that happened in the land of TV and personally um, hit me was um, the one that happened um, a few days ago. And that is the announcement that Stephen Moffat is leaving Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And it's big news, not only because, you know, Moffat has been around for a very long time on that show literally took it over when matt smith came on so he's been with it for five years well he's been writing for it for longer yeah, than oh, that. longer than that but running the show yeah he's been the showrunner for five years he's written some of the most popular episodes even though people don't seem to remember that some of the creepiest episodes too yeah he is he's the creator of the weeping angels and, and captain jack Yes. Depending on how you look at it. He wrote the episodes that introduced Captain Jack. Exactly, exactly. Um, whether or not that was uh, Russell T. Davis. And he working together. or, but, but, yeah. And so Moffat is a huge part of this. And a lot of people hate Moffat. I don't hate Moffat. I love Moffat. Mm-hmm. He gave me River Song. You know, that, mm-hmm. that, you know, that was his baby. He created her. And uh, I absolutely, you know, I, 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 it hurts me that he's leaving, even though I know a lot of people. But he's been trying to pry himself out because he's been so intrinsically meshed into this show that he's had a hard time letting go of it and finding someone that he would trust it to. Right. So it's, you know, it's, he loves it. It's his thing. He, he grew up loving it. And a lot of people seem to forget that. They just love to hate him. And I kind of am annoyed by that. So anyway, he's leaving. Now, here's, here's where it gets interesting and sucks. Um, so, Russ, or, so with Moffat leaving, we're going to have no season this year. Ooh. There's not going to be a season of Doctor Who this year. We're going to have a Christmas special. So we have finally come to the ranks of Sherlock fans <laughs> who, who oh, although they, they'll be like screw you you get it in a year we get it like every four years you know and um, hey, they just had that big special i know i know in I know. theaters and all don't, that don't say that to a sherlock they will beat you up um so like a sherlock fan could beat me up oh oh <laughs> no so <laughs> don't know i disavow anything to do with what he just said so (laughs) so um chris chibnall who created the awesome broad church and if you have not watched broad church if you love twin peaks 
you would I think you will dig it. And it's it's won massive awards. It's a huge thing over in England. Um, they tried to recreate it here, didn't quite work out. Um, but it's a fantastic show. Their third season is starting this year, I believe. And um, it's a final season. You know, they do they, their story is going to be wrapped up in a nice package for that that show. And so Chris Chibnall is taking over as the showrunner. His ten, his his start with um, Doctor Who is not going to begin until after 2017, because the new season of Doctor Who is going to be the final one that Stephen Moffat does, and he's going to start it in 2017. So in one way, I am very happy because that means that the face of Doctor Who is going to be Capaldi for the next two years. <laughs> But one of those years barely counts. Well, he's still going to be do- the doctor. It doesn't matter. He's still the doctor, damn it. And um, Chris Tibnell's run is going to start in 2018. Mm-hmm. Now, we still don't know who the new companion is going to be yet. That's part of this, too. We don't know if she's going to – it's going to be a girl. They're, they're sticking with that. Um, and it will be – They. we don't know if they're going to be in the Christmas special or not that we're getting the end of this year. Um, so – we have to wait. The funny thing is, Chris Chibnall, there, if you go online, there is this, there is a YouTube video from 1989 or 88. I'm trying to remember when Trial of the Time Lord started. Um, now I got to look it up because I'm a, I'm a stickler. <laughs> um, so Trial of the Time Lord happened back in 1986 i believe yes 1986 and that was during the time of colin baker who was kind of screwed over by the doctor who thing because he didn't get to really do that much it was weird um there was a whole thing going on and uh trial of the time lord was this massive group of stories that they did it was like actually four um separate one, two, three, four. Yeah, four separate stories that all took place. And that's where we met the Valyard and all of that. And the um, so there's video of Chris Chibnall in the, on this special that was aired on the BBC with the um, Pip and Jane Baker. They were, they were there um, who wrote who wrote um, the Terror of the Vervoids and the Ultimate F- and the Ultimate Foe, which were the last two parts of it. And um, they had this group of fans. And there's Chris Chibnall. <laughs> and he's probably 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. He's got those classic 80s glasses on. And he's, they asked him, what do you think, Chris? What did you think about the episode? And he proceeds to rip it to shreds. And the writers are there. He says to them, you know, you can do better, Pip and Jane Baker, basically. And then... Um, he, uh, he just goes, I mean, he has no fear. He tells them, and then he even tells Bonnie Langford, who I, I hated Mel. Oh God, I hated Mel so much. She's the, the, um, the harpy voiced, big curly haired (laughs) one that wanted the doctor to work out. Um, and she ended, she was the first companion of Sylvester McCoy. So she's there. He tells her, you need to hold back a little bit. You need to control yourself a little more. You need to tame it down. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's, this guy, I, I am okay with this choice. I am okay with this choice of him being the new showrunner. 
because he's obviously he doesn't have any fear and he's actually written episodes of Doctor Who and he has worked on Torchwood so he's got the he's got the stuff for this he's He's got the cred yeah I mean the thing is that's so cool about it is really he's won awards and stuff for um Broadchurch uh he I think he co-worked on Grace Point he worked on the show that I love that was canceled by um called Camelot that was on mm-hmm. um but yeah he's he's written some really great stuff so they finally talked him into it um he uh he took the job it's funny um he, he i was so funny he actually um he's worked on life on mars too by the way mm-hmm. um it, Stephen Moffat said that he it took some it took some booze and some convincing but he got him to take the job <laughs> <laughs> so I'm okay with it. Of course, now everyone, there's the big Capaldi's gonna leave uh, thing going on, which is really pissing me off because Capaldi hasn't said he's leaving at all. You know, he's he's working on other stuff. They're doing pretty much what they did with David Tennant, which is they're letting him take time to do other things, which is mm-hmm. nice. And also letting the show, because you've got a, a showrunner that's been there for so long with this series that's finally leaving they have to make it work and it's going to take a little bit to hand this off you don't want them to rush that either so i'm okay with it but the thing with that i'm really pissed about is you have these sites reporting you know clickbait sites saying he's leaving and they have no grounds for that at all and that just hurts the fandom it hurts his his reputation it hurts the show and it just it pisses me off because you know i i'm protective um but there was radio times just had this interview with where they're talking to him and he said he he's talking about we're looking for you know someone different and then clara you know talking about the companion thing but he's also talking about how he's excited to work with a new lead um for the show a new uh and a new direction for it and seeing what he does you know he's sad to see steven go but he's really excited for a new direction of the show and see what happens does that sound like someone that's wanting to leave no but it wouldn't be the internet without rumors and clickbait exactly so it just gets really old i i get really pissed at that kind of shit <laughs> so anyway let's talk about tv <laughs> because we got a ton of them that happened and first um um there's one that eric and i both watched which was lucifer mm-hmm. and i'm curious to see what eric took i was surprised by how much i loved it uh i enjoyed it you know it's it's a pilot episode right so i, I gotta wait until they kind of find their groove um i liked lucifer he was fantastic there were a few times where i thought it felt like he was channeling tim curry i know uh, right just his line delivery a couple of times i'm like am that, i watching blue yeah that sly that <laughs> yes. yeah the sly kind of i don't know if how you would explain that sneering accent yes <laughs> speaking with a sneer exactly. um, and and of course i mean this in the best possible way you, i don't know if you could channel tim curry in a bad way um <laughs> so yes i, I liked the lead 
Um, it was nice to see uh, DB Woodside, mm-hmm. yeah. um, who I, whom I really haven't seen much of since Buffy. He's done uh, some other stuff. I, I've, I've, I have I've... seen him here and there, but not really. I think he was know. in Twenty Four. He was, but I never watched Twenty Four. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where they go with the mythology of it. Um. There was I was rather surprised by something that happened near the end. Uh, hmm. Are we spoiling? Spoil away, because it's been uh, on already and people can watch it. I was just shocked when the detective got shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I I was shocked by how much I actually enjoyed her. Um, I liked the fact that they've added the extra wrinkle in t- to that, because re- I'm, I'm so sick of the whole jaded detective meets mm-hmm. the charming person you know it's basically <laughs> castle 2.0 3.0 right. um which all, all began with moonlighting um but i actually liked her character and i like that she's got this backstory of of her being a teen actress that was supposed <laughs> to, i liked how they did that and i like high school yeah and i liked the entire um the fact that her husband her ex-husband is a cop as well and that's going to be an interesting recall. And plus, he's the guy from True Blood that I, I, I think they killed off way too quick. That was Lafayette's um, boyfriend. But um, I, I liked it. I thought that the whole – I loved – because I'm going to hell. I loved the little girl going, bye, Lucifer. I love What's you. a hooker? What's a hooker? <laughs> that was adorable. And, <laughs> and I liked the whole thing with the, the shrink, too. I thought that was <laughs> – yeah. Oh man, the, it was my word. Yeah, my, my word. But you're gonna have to play the. She's just like, okay, whatever, get in, come in, come in here. <laughs> um, I so I, I I don't think I loved it as much as you do. No, uh, I, I I here's my problem with it. And I'll tell you what I think. I and see if you agree with me. The thing I think that's going to get old with the show is the whole police procedural part. That's what I think is going to get old. Because I love the whole thing. I love the hints of the angels. Mm-hmm. And I love his... I like watching him when he's mean. Like, I oh, like... Of course. I love the whole thing with... Um, you get to see just a little bit of his true self in that reflection. I thought that was great. Oh, uh, I did... I I did... You know, I can't say that I knew 100%. But as soon as he went to the wedding, interrupted the wedding. Yeah. I was like, it's that guy. Yeah. I mean, you, you run out of suspects. It's like. It, but yeah. he was the first one and he's, you know, they go and. To, but I immediately, I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter who else they go and talk to, what red herrings we have. It's going to end up being, it's going to come back around to that guy. So yeah. it seemed a little bit. But, um, you know, it, predictable it's. in that sense. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious to see where they go with the story and if they can keep it interesting. Um, I, I think he's, it truly is though. Everybody that had said this, the lead actor is the best part of this show. Like he is, mm-hmm. fan, he is just simply great. And, and it kind of had to be a great actor doing it because, um, if you didn't have somebody, how are you going to like Lucifer? <laughs> you know, that's really the key here is how am I going to like the devil? Well, I've and always he, been a fan. <laughs> And, but they made it work. They they actually made you like him. 
and uh the guy's name um is tom ellis mm-hmm. and i'm trying to th- oh actually i think he he's been in a ton of things and i was trying to remember where i'd seen him before um but he's actually done a lot of british television including doctor who of course of course this is kind of like a a necessary thing um but he's done like a ton of of shows over there and but i kept he just looks so um oh and that's the other thing that's kind of sucky that i found out about him too was the fact that and it never happened which bums me out um the abc series gothica that was gonna happen mm-hmm. he was supposed to be victor frankenstein Ooh. and that didn't happen because the show never got picked up yeah even though and it pisses me off because they never went anywhere with that once upon a time universe where right you know so why not give us this well, but you've got penny dreadful I know I do and they showed a trailer um for the new season and you get a peek at Dr. Jekyll in it Dr. Jekyll's coming is he played by Kyle McLaughlin no (laughs) haha funny no one's gonna get that but me (laughs) all the shield fans out there will get it so the other show that came on uh, Fox that was huge and not a surprise was the X-Files not familiar with that no a lot of people haven't heard of that show what's that yeah um (laughs) and it was interesting um the first episode i actually have seen both both episodes have been shown um eric's only seen the first one mm-hmm. um but a lot of people were talking about how kind of disappointing the first episode was um and the thing is you kind of have to give them at least one episode to it, it's six of one half a dozen another either you're going to try and cram way too much in the first episode because they only have six right it's a six episode run right you're going to try to cram too much in there or you're going to take it slow and build it up. And it seems like they try, they went with the, we're going to take it slow and build it up. And, um, I was, yeah, it was sort of weird scene. I forgot how, cause I didn't go back and rewatch any of the other stuff because I, I watched the whole show when it was on. Um, but it was weird seeing how emo Scully and Mulder were kind of, sort of, did they come off as emo to you? Um, maybe a little more than they were normally in the show. Um, now, I have to say, uh, I was not a huge, huge fan of the show. I started watching it from the very first episode, but I stopped watching it uh, before David Duchovny left. And I've never seen either of the movies. Oh, avoid the second one like the plague. So avoid, uh, don't, hurts. don't, don't. There is no second X Files movie. So, um, <laughs> it got burned up in that fire with Star Trek Five. So there, there is, there is history that I'm unaware of uh, coming into these new episodes. But you know, David Duchovny is still one hell of a charming bastard. I That's, love that guy. He is, and 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 uh, Jillian Anderson was scully again i mean yes um and walter skinner's still walter skinner yes um so the first episode really is just basically setting up the fact that it wasn't a- well 
they're back and they discovered that it's not the aliens doing this stuff it's the government the government yes which we kind of all feel, and i loved how they just basically just they completely slammed everything that's been going on of late and it's it's mm-hmm. and joe McHale was awesome in mm-hmm. it i loved mm-hmm. his character i hope he comes back um i i thought i had heard he had a multi-episode i think he'll be back um thing, but so what i liked though was with that first episode then they they immediately had another episode the next night mm-hmm. and the second episode um was far more like a typical x-files and I loved it. It was so good. And um, I know Eric's going to get spoiled here, but um, it it was totally the fury. They went, yeah, the, I, they went totally that movie, the fury. <laughs> I saw your post earlier today. So I already knew that yeah. was your feeling on it. it. It was great. It was so good. And there are some disturbing visuals in that episode, just really disturbing ones. And, um, the other thing that's really cute and um, some of my friends have picked up on was, did you notice they were showing Planet of the Apes in the background? And in this one scene, it was really funny and you'll notice, keep an eye out for it. Yeah, I saw something about that too. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, but the other thing I liked in this episode was they they didn't forget the fact that, you know, hey, did you guys remember that Mulder and Scully have a kid? Now, see, that was one of the things. Is that something... That happened in the show. Okay. I, I didn't know if that was something that... Yeah, no, he, that was something that I, they kind of... What happened was they had a child, and they um, Scully gave it up for adoption, super secret adoption. She can't have any Maybe. contact and, with the kid. And um, when they gave him up, and so... That part sounds familiar. Maybe I did hear about that before. Well, what's interesting in this episode is, because of the subject matter, which is about children... Mm-hmm. Um, is the fact that you see from Mulder and Scully's side, it was very, it was very, actually very sad. Um, you see what Scully would have been looking forward to raising the child if they'd gotten to keep him. Mm-hmm. And then you see what Mulder would have been like. And then each, each of these kind of weird fantasy flashbacks, things that they're going through end horribly. Like I see. With, I just see Mulder being like um, uh, John Winchester from Supernatural. Actually, it makes training his kid to uh, no, to fight the government. Actually, it's really um, it's it's fitting what you see him do with his kid, and it's ter- It's sad. His was the most heart wrenching because of um, what he uh, he's been through with his sister. I was just going to say he's probably going to be, and I could be completely off base, but incredibly scared of right having someone that he's that close to again, and who's right, but that, that he's that important to. But that, this, you don't, they don't actually have the child in the episode, but it's right. it, it triggers these thoughts, and it's really, it's a really good episode. And but here's the thing that I'm excited about. <laughs> um. So the previews for this next episode, the third episode, was called Scully and Mulder Meet the Were Monster. And in the trailer, you get to see this this man wearing a very distinctive hat and suit. 
and mm. and uh it's cold neck suit and hat from the night stalker the mm. char- and the character is named guy man <laughs> that's his name and he's played by rice darby oh there he is and it all comes back and around it all comes back around and he's dressed just like carl Coljack. and it's no secret because chris carter said the reason there is an x-files is because of the night stalker mm-hmm. and he even went so far as to have darren mcgavin in an episode of that show Mm-hmm. and so this one i mean it was so funny like all of my friends are like did i just see what i thought i saw holy crap is this happening and you know we're all like what's called jack and it's like no there's no way they're break- they're having the character in there there's no way that'll work out but um it's i'm excited i can't wait so mm-hmm. um well, i'm very happy with x files yay uh may i throw something in here sure Regarding the X-Files, for those who <clears throat> maybe want more, excuse me a second. Excuse me. Uh, for those who maybe want more than just six episodes, um, I don't know if you're aware, there's a book that came out last June, The X-Files Trust No One. Uh, it's an anthology that was edited by Jonathan Mayberry, someone, someone we've had on the show. Yes, and did. it's uh, just a bunch of short stories by authors like Ray Garten, uh, Max Allen Collins, um, I think. Is there a Brian Keene story in here? Stephen Petruca, Yeah, Brian Keene. All sorts of great, great authors. Um, and it's, uh, it's authorized by Chris Carter. And it takes place in all sorts of different time periods throughout the show. Um, so it's just classic Mulder and Scully and everything that ever that you love about the X-Files. And there's actually a new one coming out, uh, I think in February, called, I believe it's called The Truth is Out There. So another new anthology of X-Files stories. So if you want more X-Files after these six episodes are done, pick up Trust No One, and which is available now. Pick up The Truth is Out There, which comes out, I believe, next month. I just wanted to throw that in there since we're talking X-Files. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, um, I, I forgot about this, too. The big news about Doctor Who as well. Going back to that really quickly. Um, everyone's freaking out because it's leaving Netflix. Oh, yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Um, really quick. Uh, now, I've, this has happened before because they had to renegotiate with the BBC. And a lot of people are really nervous. But Hulu has has it. And I don't think they're losing it. I haven't heard anything about that. So um, really quickly, because we're I, I can't believe this. We're, we're getting ready to run out of time again. Um, I think we got 10 minutes and we got four more shows to go over. <laughs> um, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, I love the pilot, but man, they crammed a lot into that pilot. Yeah, well, you have so many characters uh, that need to be introduced. You know, some of them or well, I think all of them were introduced on other shows, but if you haven't seen those shows, they have to introduce all these characters. Rip Hunter is the only one I think that's really was really new. And he's like the main guy in the whole yeah. basis of the show. So you um, <laughs> bar scene, best scene in the show. That was fantastic. I did not realize that Captain Cold was such a, a just, just a love, fan, love, love. fantastic bitch. Captain is. Cold is fantastic. He is a fantastic. Bitch. The, I he just seems just 
he's oh my god he's a fantastic bitch that's why that he's one of the many many reasons that you should be watching the flash he's he's awesome i i i did not realize how much i would like him because see i never watched prison break when it was on yeah i never saw it either. and i i just have a lot of loathing for um what What's the guy, other guy's name in the show? Dominic Purcell. Yeah, Dominic. Pur- I the reason I loathe him is because he played that horrible version of Dracula <laughs> in Blade Three. I knew that was going to be your reason. And I just he that just pissed me off so much that I just can't like him. Um, but he was okay. But um, mm-hmm. Dominic Wentworth Miller is fantastic. Wentworth Miller just is, and now it makes sense why Stoker was so the uncle and stoker was such a fantastic bitch too because he's basically <laughs> captain cold <laughs> so i i really liked it i loved rick tunner i loved the whole thing i thought it was it was really fun i just wished it had been longer so we could have had a little bit more time with with it because it was boom boom yeah, boom it, boom it, it definitely could have been a longer episode yeah it was um, way just, fast again introducing so much uh, Rip Hunter pulling a, a doctor move. Oh, yeah, totally. Stealing his time machine. He does, totally. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so really quickly, um, by the way, because we're not going to talk about Arrow, but did you see that Felicity scene where she she sees herself dressed just like death from Neil Gaiman? Uh, I didn't. I did see a picture of goth Felicity, though. Yeah, and she's got so. the monk necklace on. I didn't see that. Yeah, she's got it's just she, like chin up picture. Yeah, no, she's got the outfit, so that's nice. interesting. Yeah, so I'm gonna let Eric take over here and talk about the Flash, um, really quickly because I I'm I'm still like horribly behind. There's too much crap to watch. There is, um, Flash, fantastic as always. Uh, this week we had what essentially was the origin story of the Reverse Flash. Um, you know, we thought he was gone after last season, but you know, it's a show with time travel and such. Uh, so we had the reverse flash come back and we got to know why he is the way he is, what his motivations are and some, uh, tough decisions had to be made by Barry and the group and a new character is leaving the show, uh, even though I love her. <laughs> but uh patty now have you watched any of this season no oh uh there was a new cop love interest patty that was introduced um but she's uh there was some conflict with the characters so she's leaving oh sadly um not bad conflict just you know so this this Barry Allen guy apparently has some secret that he wasn't willing to tell her. <laughs> um, so, but uh, I really liked the character and the actress. So it was she. It's sad to see her go, but um, yeah, still just a one of the best shows on TV, and still one of the best comic book adaptations there is. Not a perfect show, but definitely an amazing show. Nice. So, um, iZombie, we haven't gotten a new episode yet, but the last one I thought was awesome, which was zombie, the zombie high school one. Well, that was the, it's weird because it was off for a while, then one new episode and then two weeks off. I hope they're not trying to kill it. I mean, they just released, released a live more action figure. There is a live more action figure out there. 
I didn't realize that they were showing Legends of Tomorrow again last night or two nights ago when you're listening to this broadcast. Um, was it a repeat so or a new episode? I No, they re-showed the pilot of oh, okay. Legends of Tomorrow, which is why iZombie wasn't on. I was expecting iZombie. iZombie to be on, and that's when I'm getting ready to go to work. And I flipped over, and it was not iZombie, so... But yes, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the zombie high episode. I thought it. I loved the the whole talking. It was so self referential. It was awesome. I oh I absolutely. Really, I really appreciated it. Um, was it Babineau that said the the concept of a show where the zombie is a lead character was ridiculous? Yes, I think yeah. it was. <laughs> um, so great episode there. I need more Blaine in my life. Um, yeah. So Agent Carter came back, and uh, there's all kinds of little hints of things to come in the Marvel Universe in this one. They're really pushing the um, Doctor Strange part. Okay, well, I have a question before we get into anything else. Okay. Is, is the Zero Matter, or whatever they call it, is that the same stuff that's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes, okay. I think it is. Um but yeah, I uh, I got a lot of vibe. Like even there's a pan up to a stained glass window, and it looked like a Doctor Strange logo. And <laughs> there's talk about this metaphysical realm that is going on now. I love all the old Hollywood stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's just fun. I love Jarvis. I mm -hmm. love Mrs. Jarvis. Mrs. Jarvis. Mrs. Jarvis. Um, I love the whole thing, and I would love to see a Mr. and Mrs. Jarvis episode. Just to see what it's like to be those two off on an adventure together because they're that great. That would be a lot of fun. I would be very happy. Um, but yeah, Pet Haley Outwell is just knocking them out of, out of the park. And so is Dominic Cooper, who will be playing another comic book character this year in Preacher. That's going to mm -hmm. be on AMC. Um, uh, I have to, I'm going to go a little shallow. Little man, shallow thing. Dottie, Dottie looks amazing with dark hair. <laughs> I've never been a huge fan of blondes. I could take them or leave them, but dark hair has always been my weakness, and she looks incredible. Um, I love Curry Graham, who's playing uh, the husband of Whitney Frost. I can't remember his character's name. I always call him the poor man's um, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. <laughs> yes, but... I, I, I've always loved him when he was on NYPD Blue. Uh, he was on The Mentalist a few times. Anytime I see him, he was great I just, in I house because he was in house too. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love Craig Graham. Um, uh, the only thing that um, bothers me a little, and this is just a very personal thing, I don't like that Whitney Frost is in it. Because I would have rather seen her in the modern day. I think she's a character that would have fit really well with one of the Netflix series. I'm, I, I, I like the thought, though, of because of, they're basing her on an actual actress. Mm -hmm. You know, the um, I can't remember the name of the actress, but she created based, she created computers or like. Well, I have no I, I like what they're doing with her in the show. And I, I like the character in the show and the actress and everything. I just personally. Because of what a big part she played in Iron Man back in the uh, 80s and 90s. Yeah. She's always been a favorite character of mine. And I would have liked to have seen her, like I said, more in the modern day setting, someplace we're going to get more use out of her. Um, 
And I really think, you know, she was part of the criminal organization, the Magia, or however you pronounce it. And that's something that I think would have fit in well with with something like Daredevil or Jessica Jones. Um, Jessica but, Jones, which got a second season. Yay! yay. Um, that's Again, that's just a personal thing. I, I like what they're doing with her. I would have preferred to see her modern day. But overall, uh, I watched the first two episodes or the first two hours, depending on how you want to look at it because they showed two at once um and i'm enjoying it i liked the uh I actually Wilkes. just wait until you see the third episode because i watched that last night and it was fan. it was good it was really Un- good fortunately i had to get some sleep today <laughs> or i would have caught up on everything um but i it sounds so far it sounds like all the shows that we've got are good i'm very pleased with that um i'm i'm happy that we're getting good comic book shows i'm just pleasantly surprised as all hell about lucifer that liking it as much as i did mm-hmm. um so i'm looking forward to seeing more happen we're getting more shows later this year more more um so with that um oh go ahead sorry eric oh well i was I'm I'm semi excited. I, I don't watch Agents of Shield. I do on occasion when something big is happening. But the spin-off show, I just heard that uh Dominic Fortune is going to be They're going to have Marvel's most wanted. Yeah, Delroy Lindo, I believe they said is gonna play Dominic Fortune. I've been a Dominic Fortune fan since I was a kid. Um just a one of those uh, not even a B class character, sort of a C class <laughs> most um I mean, people that know, like, Moon Knight and those sorts of characters <laughs> have still never even heard of Dominic Fortune. That's funny. Um, but I am a fan, so I, I may have to give that show a chance just to, to see what they do with that character. That's funny. Well, guys, um, we have ran out of time. I want to thank Eric, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us prattle on about TV and comics and such. And um, only two weeks until Deadpool. Woohoo! Deadpool! I already got my Woo-hoo. IMAX tickets. Got my IMAX tickets. <laughs> oh my god! And then um, also, don't forget in like um, God, next week, next week, uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies comes out, and you can go on our fangirl um, YouTube channel and watch my interview with the man that plays Mister Dossy. <laughs> Mr. Dassey with swords, which is awesome. Um, nice. So, with that, guys, thank you so much. And we will see you next week on Fangirl Radio. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>